Okay, we'll get started now. Sorry about that. Um, trying to make things simple, and technology keeps getting in the way. No, no, I, I got it now. Thanks, Steve. Um, so we're talking today about, you know, can you say what your strategy is? And it brings us to the story of Edward Jones. Does everybody know who Edward Jones is or what Edward Jones is? It's a company, Financial Advisors. They're a firm uh, based in St. Louis. They're the fourth largest financial firm or brokerage firm. And they have a crystal clear uh, vision about who their customer is. And they also know who their customer isn't. Uh, they're committed to some services that other companies don't offer. Uh, for instance, uh, Edward Jones does not offer online brokerage trading. Like Charles Schwab, you know, trade for $2.99 or whatever, open an account. Edward Jones does not have online uh, trading services for their clients. Um, they offer only one advisor per office. I didn't check, but I think there's four Edward Jones offices in our market. And I know there's one in Phoenix City because he was sponsoring uh, a luncheon the other day. So you think there's four or five in this area, and there's how many Merrill Lynch offices? One. How many Raymond James? One. How many Morgan Stanley? One. Okay. And they've got multiple advisors in all of those offices. So Edward Jones is, is a lot different. They have offices all over the U.S. In fact, they have 12,500 offices, which is 10,000 more than their competitors. So you think just in little old Columbus, Georgia, Phoenix City, Edward Jones has four or five, they have four more offices than their competitor. Now, we're talking about offices, not necessarily advisors. Um, it, each advisor has to be an entrepreneur because they're running their own office, they don't have an office manager to do everything. They are an independent small business owner. Um, so I pulled up Edward Jones is their, uh, their strategy statement. And this is their strategy statement. To grow to 17,000 financial advisors by 2018 by offering trusted and convenient face-to-face -face financial advice to conservative individual investors who delegate their financial decisions through a national network of one financial advisor offices. They're not looking for the person that wants to open an E-Trade account or a Charles Schwab account. They want, so if you want to be a day trader, you know, you're not going to Edward Jones. They're looking for conservative individual investors who want to actually meet with someone and talk about their investments. But they also want to be part of a national network. So they're not just relying on one single person to help them make all their decisions. They're part of an entire network. And as Matt Sled was asking, uh, this re relates a lot to several things we've talked about before. Y'all may be familiar with Simon Sinek, who's done a bunch of TED Talks. And his first kind of hit it big with start with why. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Um, and I included a video link in the email from our presentation where we talked about that. 
And Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. That's your why. Why are you selling real estate? Why are you building houses? Why are you doing this? Because what you do simply serves as a tangible proof in what you believe. And also goes all the way back to like, way back to 2014, niche marketing. We've talked about niche marketing for a while. And niche marketing is about not just building a brand, but having a connection or association with individual segments of the market. That's why we talk about with new agents, what are you passionate about? What are your hobbies? How are you going to connect with people? Because in niche marketing, mass appeal equals no appeal. And marketing is about attracting clients. Specialization builds perceived value. So niche marketing is about specialization. If we go back, Edward Jones is very specific about who they want. So if Alan walks in Edward Jones' office and says, I've got $100,000 and I'd like to put it in, you know, $1,000 in 100 different accounts and can you help me open up my online account so I can manage it? No, they they can't. In fact, they don't, they're going to turn down Alan's $100,000 Because that's not who they're going after. So the question... Let me back up. Yeah. If we went back and noticed... I've got these in different fonts. So try to remember this, whatever Jones' strategy is. To grow 17 financial advisors by 2018. How are they going to do that? By offering trusted, convenient, face-to-face financial advice. And what's their advantage? They're working with conservative individuals who want to give up that decision. So today, the question we're asking is, can you say what your strategy is? And if you can say what your strategy is, can you say that or summarize it in 35 words or less? It's kind of like, what's your elevator pitch? Gosh, when's the last time you were trapped on an elevator with somebody and actually had to pitch? Like... That is a. Does anybody even know where that phrase originated? Steve, you don't know where it originated from? Okay, well, you got to have about a five second pitch at BPRE unless you get stuck in the elevator. Um, that all started out in New York and other metropolitan areas when folks were trying to get appointments with these executives uh, and. Your elevator pitch, think about Mad Men, Madison Avenue. They would try to catch them on the elevator and pitch them whatever they were doing. And they knew they had to get it done before they got to a certain floor. So think of it that way. It's not, you're not, you've got a little more time, but can you summarize what it is you're trying to do? Not to all of your customers, but to you and your team, to yourself. Because business planning is starting next month, which, as Alan pointed out, next month is next week, which is crazy. I cannot believe it. So the elements of a strategy statement is three simple elements. There's the objective, which is specific, measurable, and time-bound. The scope is the landscape of operation. And the advantage is what do you do better or differently than your competitors. We're going to break these down. So, 
the objective, the first piece. If you're looking at your objective and you're thinking about, um, I need to do something specific, measurable, and time-bound, right? So what's specific and time-bound? The question I came up with is, what will drive your business over the next one to three years? If, you, if that's what you're thinking about. And so I have some answers. This is an example of how you can answer that question. Generate one referral per past client each year. So if that's my objective, I want to generate a referral from a past client each year for the next three years. Okay. Our scope. Um, the question to help you understand that is what activity should you concentrate on and which one should you ignore? Um, if y'all remember a few weeks ago, we talked told the story about Charlie Kanukin and how he spent roughly 85% of his marketing budget on current customers to try to get them to come back to the store because he knew that that was money better spent than trying to attract new customers. Who in the room has, who has five minutes this week to call one past client or one person in your sphere? I mean, everybody's got five minutes, right? I just don't look at Facebook for like five minutes. Boom, there's five minutes. But if it's not on your calendar this week, add it to your calendar after this meeting. I mean, it's not on my calendar. But we always have five minutes to do one thing. So after this meeting, you could add to your calendar, call Mr. and Ms. Smith, just to thank them for their business, just to say I'm thinking about you. Just to say... Oh my gosh, I found out today there's only 98 days left in the year and you haven't bought anything from me or sent me a referral. So back to the question, what activities should you concentrate on? Which one should you ignore? Well, one way to answer this is I want to maintain an open line of communication before and after the transaction with your past and current clients. Not with people I haven't met yet. That would be something different. But should I focus on communicating with people I already know and people I've done business with and ignore all those shiny tools of, oh my gosh, this person just liked my post. Should I follow up with them? I I don't know. Maybe it was an accident. They could have been drunk. Could have been a bot. Who knows? But this is just a way to answer that question. I'm about to tie all this together for you. So for the advantage... The advantage is really your value proposition. What makes you unique? Your niche, your specialization. Why people love being around you and working with you. So what's your value proposition and how will you deliver it? As I was telling you earlier, Stacey and I went, um, I never would have even thought about this. But I've got neck and back problems and so... uh, I thought we'd finally break down and buy a Tempur-Pedic mattress, which is like buying a Kia, depending on which model you get. And they didn't give me like, you know, sheets for life or some other cool promotion. Um, but it's an investment. And there's only one, I'm trying to remember the, the, how they categorize it. Haverty's is a, it's like a licensed specialist where they have a Tempur-Pedic little showroom 
where you go in, you lie down on the mattress, watch a video, and it adjusts with the video to explain everything. Instead of just going to a mattress firm or some other mattress store that carries Tempur-Pedic, Haverty's is a, it's like an official licensed seller of those mattresses. So their staff is better trained to help you understand the benefits of buying a mattress that is that expensive. And what's also cool is Tempur-Pedic has a 90-day guarantee. Sleep on it for 90 days. If you don't like it, send it back. Also, they have a mattress swap program that if you buy a mattress and you think you're on the wrong one, you can exchange it for a different style within the first 30 days. And you still have that 90-day period. And if that's not enough, they give you a 10-year warranty, which is crazy. Um, so they're building customers for life. I would imagine after you sleep on a Tempur-Pedic mattress for the first 90 days and you didn't return it, you're going to keep it. And it's going to last 10 years. And if you've had something for 10 years and the improvements it's made in your sleep or your life, you're probably going to buy another Tempur-Pedic mattress. I mean, they, they figured this out. So... That's part of their value propositions. They're, they do not want you to ever sleep. The only other mattress you can sleep on is just a different style of Tempur-Pedic mattress. You can't buy anything else. So your value proposition, help clients maximize their option, make the best real estate decision, and minimize the stress of the move. That would be, if you could do that, and no one else is doing that, that would be a value proposition. So let's tie all this together. Taking all three of those statements. And don't count the words, okay? I think it's like 39, so I went over 35. Generate three referrals from each past client by 2021 by maintaining an open line of communication before and after the transaction to help clients maximize their options, make the best real estate decisions, and minimize the stress of their move. Now, this isn't something for you to go broadcast to all of your clients. No, this is something for you and your team to be on the same page about so you can help understand how to achieve those goals. And when I say team, you know, newsflash, everyone here is on the Bickerstaff Parm team. That means everyone here is available to help each other. Alan, Reynolds, Julie, Jenny, Sarah, Sabrina, your fellow agents. And so that's why it's so important as we head into uh, 2019 is to start setting your business plan and setting your goals so that we know how we can help you. Um, and when I started reading through this, has anybody ever seen the movie Hoosiers, the basketball game? That is one of my favorite movies. I love Gene Hackman. And if you don't know the story, it's who knows the story? What is it? Where are they from, Kappa? Indiana. Okay, so a little farm team in Indiana, and Gene Hackman comes to coach. And one of the first things he does is implement a new strategy. He says, you're going to pass the ball three times before anybody takes a shot. And if you like to shoot the ball, that's pretty hard to do. And in one of the first or second games, he was, you know, he's counting the passes. And one person kept shooting. They just couldn't hold the ball. During that game, he benched so many people that he only had four players on the court. And the ref comes over and says, Coach, we need another player. 
And the first player he bitched stands up and starts to run in. He says, no, no, sit down. My team's on the court. Of course, they get beat. But not only did the team learn what a strategy was, is then all of the players' parents bought into the strategy too and could get behind it to help them work as a team. And what happened is they go on to win you know, the state championship. Um, but it's, it's interesting what happens when you set a goal and you commit to it and you follow that strategy and you implement it. Incredible things can happen. So what are the benefits? Use this strategy as, as a guiding light because you're faced with difficult decisions all the time. People call Alan up and they ask, well, God, hey, you're a so-and-so member. Have you tried this new technology for answering your calls? Like, oh my gosh, do we need to invest 30 minutes with this company to see if their technology can help us? People call, Zillow calls you about buying leads. There are tons of distractions. So if not for anything else, you've got to have a strategy to help you set boundaries, to create a deep experience with your customers, and to focus on what you do well so that you don't waste any time or money, especially as a new agent, even as a seasoned agent. There are so many distractions. But if you, if you focus on what you need to do, you can have a strategy that can help you eliminate those so you're confident knowing that you don't need to follow those. So as we go back, the objective is specific, measurable, and time-bound. The scope, that's the landscape. So your objective, you've you got to be really specific. And the scope, landscape, that just means activities. What, what are you going to be doing? How are you going to communicate? And the advantage, you know, that's your niche. That's your passion, your shared interest. What do you possess that no one else possesses that can help you connect with your clients? And I pulled this quote out this morning. And I thought this was pretty great. The trouble with not having a goal is you can spend your life running up and down the field and never score. We believe real estate is a lot like athletics. Um, when we played sports growing up as kids, you set goals. You want to do this. You want to do that. If you played sports or athletics at a higher level, or you still participate in any kind of team-oriented oriented, uh Sport, setting goals is so important. They don't have to be big, but you understand that successful people are not gifted. They just work hard and then succeed on purpose. So we want to encourage you all to set some goals for 2019. There's uh, two great business planning class that Julie's uh, running uh, next month, which that means like next week is next month. Um, I think it's the first... Monday, which is next Monday, and then following up the last Monday of October. So it's not too early to start thinking about what you want to do next year. And maybe you want to stretch it out to the next one to three years. But keep it simple because there's so many simple things to do. And if you can set those goals and strategy, it's going to be so much easier to stay on course in the midst of all this disruption and distraction because I remember how distracted I was when I first started selling real estate. It is even harder now with all the different P 
people and things that are vying for our attention while we're just trying to get our customers' attention. So you got to have a plan on what you're going to do so that you don't get distracted in 2019. Um, so I'm going to post this. We'll send out the slides if you want to use it for notes. Um, but really appreciate you all spending time here with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you.